Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wisdom Wednesday. Wednesday. Yay. Hey, so trigger warning for all of you who have little children. Fuck, look at my hair. Okay, I'm sorry. I just dropped an F-bomb before I even give you the trigger warning. I'm telling you guys right now, this, today's wisdom is going to have a lot of F-bombs. I can already tell because that's the type of mood I'm in. Mm. Seems that Tess is in a similar type of mood. Yeah, I'm with you on that. (laughs) So, okay. Today we're really talking about how to deal, the wisdom behind how to deal when you're fucking irritated as all hell. Like Mm -hmm. what to do, what we do. We might even provide some insight as to why the fuck we're irritated. (laughs) You know, one of the things, actually, I'll tell you a quick story. While I was writing the book, one of the original manuscripts, I'm, I'm saying original because those of you that have written before, I mean, Tessa, you've written a book before, you know that this manuscript goes through many iterations of what it once was. From. It's like the game of telephone. It doesn't even yes. look the same. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have version, I've maybe like 25 versions saved in this like master file that have just different iterations of what I have done or sending it to my editor and back or when I was working with Jeannie, my little writing guru, Jeannie, Jeannie. Faulkner, a little shout out. I miss you. She's so good. Um, so yes. Anyway, the story is in one of my final, I want to say final, my first turn in to my editor uh, Mary and Lizzie over at Penguin Random House. It was funny because there was a lot of F-bombs and this and shit and, you know, that's your shit type of thing. Very akin to how I speak. I don't curse a lot, but sometimes there is no other word to describe fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, uh, fuck this, you know, like sometimes a good fuck this or fuck that, like there's just no other, you know, maybe it's just the reactivity that I seem to revert to when I'm trying to express something very emotional. (laughs) I think there's, there's something cathartic about it for me, at least to be able to speak my mind freely and cuss if I feel like I need to you know, we've talked a lot about being able to go through the full process of releasing and feeling and experiencing your emotion. And to me, 
pulling from that vocabulary, whether or not I sound like a sailor is key to going through my process of expressing myself emotionally. Well, I remember a conversation back in the day that I had with Elena Brower, who I love dearly. She's been a friend. I would even consider her a mentor for many years. And we were doing, I don't remember what exactly I was working on. Maybe I was just doing some like mentoring calls with her or something. And God, this was back in like 20, 2010 or, oh my, I can't believe it's been that long ago. But back then, and I remember hearing her say something in, in effect, like pertaining to using a certain type of vernacular, cussing a lot or whatever. And she talked about it, how utilizing your language in a more efficient way allows you to rise to your highest. Mm-hmm. And I would consider that to be true with filler words like, like, mm-hmm. or, um, and, you know, <laughs> just catch words that we say all the time that I catch myself saying all the time on the podcast. Yeah. But the filler words that we use in order to try to express ourselves. And so she just was expressing to me that not to say that not to cuss or anything, but she would, she implored me to pause and see if there was another way for me to express what I was wanting to express, just mm-hmm. to open my aperture, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And and I liked that. And if I'm teaching or if I'm doing a workshop or if I'm doing a speaking something, obviously this isn't the language that I'm going to revert to. And I try to do my best on the podcast as well and all of that. But sometimes it just, there is no other words, you know, before I say it again, you know, (laughs) you know, before we started to record this episode, Tessa and I were expressing how we were just fucking irritated. We're just irritated or frustrated. And I find myself having these conversations lately. It's look, we're nearing the end of the year. Things are picking up. For me, on a couple of different categories, I wouldn't even say categories, in a couple of different pockets of my life, professional and personal, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. And it doesn't matter how many practices or how many hours of training I've had as a teacher. And I've had over a thousand hours of training. I've studied with some of the best teachers in the world. I have led trainings and retreats and all of the things. And it still doesn't matter when <laughs> when, I, when you get to this point of being overwhelmed and irritated. And it's a very human moment. And I think it's important for us to be able to talk about it and to try and find the wisdom in that experience and not make ourselves feel bad for being human. Yeah, so important. When also on the note of our conversation before we started to recording, you said something to me that felt key as it relates to this in dealing with, you know, how do you show up when you're impatient, when everything is irritating, when you're just like at your wits end, Personally, this week for me has been a shitty week. <laughs> I feel like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. 
So I'm losing my patience, but what you said to me before we started recording wasn't even related to this. It was just like in a situation, we're able to channel another person who is very oh, yes. comfortable in that certain situation. Oh, we can talk. Let's talk about it. We, you can bring up the, what we're talking about. Okay. Unless, well, I am, unless you're not comfortable. No, that's totally fine. I think it's a great, it's a great conversation and hopefully people can glean some wisdom from it. Yeah. Maybe I can too, as I talk about it. So talk I was, about. let's talk about <laughs> Saying how awkward I am in front of a camera, in particular photo shoots, I've tried to do a couple of photo shoots and I just feel so awkward and uncomfortable in front of a camera. (laughs) And the reason, the reason, yeah, the reason why Tessa is saying this is because if you haven't watched our videos, which you should, they're fun. You get to see us interact in like human form ish via virtually. I digress. Tessa is beautiful. And I was just simply asking her if she's ever done any modeling or any type of work like this, because she's stunning. And then we started to have this conversation when she was in LA. She does these LA trips occasionally, which we're going to try and make more often, hopefully. Maybe not. I don't know. She might not want to, but. No, we definitely need to make it happen more often. (laughs) We did a little photo shoot for this, for Wisdom Wednesday, and just to have some pictures of us together. And you can continue. I just want to give them a little bit more context. No, thank you. I appreciate the interjection. It's helpful. (laughs) So yeah, Tor, Tor, who is an amazing photographer, was taking these pictures of me. And I felt like so awkward. And I was like, Rosie, what is your secret? You seem like such a natural in front of the camera. And she said she channels her her father, who is a ham. He loves to be in front of the camera. He loves to be in the spotlight. So I think it's helpful in this conversation when we need to channel the energy of someone else when we're not feeling at our strongest can be helpful, right? Yes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's such a great way of articulating that test. So thank you for saying it like that, because I I think it's apropos to the topic we're having right now about what to do when you are frustrated or when you feel like at your wits end or you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed and sometimes you're just, you snap. I snap sometimes. And going back to what you said about the channeling the other person. Yeah. I'm not an in-camera person. I mean, I don't enjoy. I know this is sounding so weird because as I'm like, watch the videos, I don't enjoy. I enjoy doing something like this because I love doing the podcast and I love our community. And I think that it's something people want to see. So I want, I want to be able to provide that. But I grew up with a man, my father, who was very, he's a character. I mean, he is If there's a camera, if there's a microphone, if there's any way for him to have the spotlight, he will take it regardless of it's pointing at him or not. He's just, and he's so charismatic. It's not in an overbearing type of eye rolling, annoying way. He just has such a fun, easygoing, charismatic, loving energy he has this magnetic presence that any he could be anywhere and in any place, restaurant, grocery store, parking lot. It really doesn't matter. He just seems to attract this very personable energy that he's always been this way. He's also, he's a vocalist, he's a singer. So this is part of his sort of 
panache as an artist. And as a little girl, you see all these people vying for your father's attention and your father always being on the spotlight. He would try to get my older sister and I to also be in the spotlight or he'd try and get us to sing with him or do something. And I was always terrified. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. And I knew from that age that I was the type of person that was built to be behind the camera, to be behind a microphone, (laughs) or to just be somewhere where I didn't have to be front and center, which is sort of like the juxtaposition here is that Radically Loved. I've written this book and I've built this entire platform on who I am. But it's still, there is a separation of what is out in the public and who I am. And I try to bridge that gap as much as possible, but it's not something that I can actually say I enjoy. I enjoy talking about these different topics. I love teaching. I love to be able to provide value for people. I love helping people. And if that means I have to be in the public to do that, then that's what I'm doing. See, so I'm in the service of being of service as opposed to being of service because I want the spotlight or I want the attention. I hope that that makes sense. But to your point with the taking the pictures, I wasn't always that way. I had a really hard time in the beginning, but Fortunately, I have a partner who's a photographer and we've just kind of learned different ways of working together. And the best thing that he said to me, he wasn't trying to poke fun at me, but there was a situation many years ago. Yeah, like maybe 15 years ago, right? Not at the beginning of our relationship, but maybe two to three years in where we were doing a photo shoot and I was really uncomfortable and I was getting a little bit more comfortable. And there was a picture he took and he goes, oh, you look just like your dad here. Or there was like a pose like, oh, do the Ventura thing. That's my dad's name. Do the Ventura thing. And it just became a thing where I'm like, oh, I can just channel my father. And then all of a sudden, this sort of feeling of being exposed goes away because I'm not being me. I'm being this character, this this person. And so there's there's where the comfort comes in. I'm comfortable imitating my father. <laughs> and I'm not comfortable often just, I don't want to say being myself because I'm very comfortable being myself. But I think in situations where you have to sort of put this persona in, I mean, so many people do it. So many artists do it. I have musician friends that do it. They have to sort of channel this rock star person, their inner Jimmy Page or their inner Jimi Hendrix or whomever it might be where they feel then the energy of that person or that confidence. And going back to what you were saying in the beginning, when you were making this point, how both of these topics actually do intersect, because if there are ways that we have that we might not like regarding how we react to certain things. It's almost like how, what would my teacher do, right? Or what would Buddha do? Or what would Byron Katie do? Or what would Mark Nepo do in a situation like this? So I kind of like that. And I think that if we are mindful enough to go into that space where you can say, I'm going to channel my inner 
guru or my inner Tory or something where I have to then be a certain way. I feel like everybody does that. Don't you think? Oh yeah, I think so. I think it's such a helpful, here's why I think I love it so much because it allows me to zoom out. Sometimes I get so stuck in my head and and the world becomes very small and my options become more and more narrow when it's just me in my own little head. I make things very messy. (laughs) So the perspective of the outside wisdom, the outside person, the teacher, whoever it is that you look to as a point of reference you know, it's not, it's not always assuming that we're stepping into their shoes, but we're drawing from their wisdom. Right. And so I just think it's so important to be able to zoom out and look at things with more clarity, with more options and with more spaciousness. And I think that's what we're saying. This allows us to do. Right. Yeah. So true. I love what you're saying about space because what were we saying right before we started recording that we were feeling overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. overwhelmed denotes having something be compressed upon you, having the walls feel like they're closing in. You have pressure, you have, it's the opposite of space. It's the lack of. So instead of feeling stifled or compressed or compounded on to give yourself an opportunity to feel the space around you and to, I always just go back to the breath, to take a deep breath, to do what what I did. So this is this was my solution to the feeling of being overwhelmed. I made a list. I wrote everything down and I mm-hmm. said, what needs to happen first? What can I handle? One thing, I, what is, you eat the frog. What is the biggest thing on your list? What is the one that's scaring you the most or the one that is the hardest thing to do? Do I want to be doing X right now at 7 a.m. in the morning? Absolutely not. But you know what? If I do it and get it out of the way, I can handle the rest of the things. And if I don't finish, at least I got the biggest thing done. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I can move forward. The problem with people like you or I is that we are I don't want to say overachievers, but we like to cross things off the list. I love that feeling. (laughs) I mean, Tessa, just so you guys know, and we love those of you that are loving Wisdom Wednesday. And actually, I got a fun story I'll tell you here in a minute, but we're here for you. So don't hesitate to send us your wisdom nuggets or things that you want us to discuss. But Tessa and I will get together And here are the sounds that we love. We love the sound of the email going. And we love the sound of people responding right away. And we love crossing things off of the list. I mean, the joy that these two, I'm speaking now in third person, that these two women get when they get together and they start to cross all the things off. I mean, it feels so good, right? Yes. Well, and then I start to feel the weight lifting. From my shoulders, I'm not carrying that burden anymore. It's taken care of. But let's discuss where is that pressure coming from? Oh, it's self-inflicted. Right. (laughs) Well, that that I think has to do with our own neuroses of (laughs) wanting to organize and have things done a certain way. Yeah. Control. Yeah. Perfection. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, the list goes on and on. So I think that part of being able to move out of the overwhelm is to 
in a practical sense, write a list, start to do one thing at a time, eat the frog, do that thing first, and then move on. But the other thing, the most important thing, and I think the spiritual perspective is to be aware of the sort of pressure that you're putting on yourself so that you're not feeling that overwhelmed. Is it really that important? Most of the most of the things we do on any given day that causes stress is self-induced. Or we put so much weight into what other people think about us mm. and our worth and our work that we utilize that then to compound our own feelings of not feeling enough, not feeling like we're doing enough, not feeling like we're accomplishing enough. It's all of those energies combined that cause that feeling of overwhelm. Then you add lack of sleep. You add maybe not eating enough as you should be. You add on maybe not working out or not exerting that energy in another way. Then you have a recipe for a lot of the fucks to be thrown here and there everywhere. Yeah. Or I end up taking it out on some poor, unfortunate soul who doesn't <laughs> deserve it. <laughs> right? Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's, yeah. You're so right. <laughs> poor, unfortunate soul is correct. Fresh from San Diego, California comes the only sunglasses brand I'm ever going to wear ever again. I'm talking about blenders eyewear, and you're going to be just as hooked as I am when you see how awesome these shades are. I got the Keep Abreast shades, where 100% of the profits are donated to the Keep Abreast Foundation. Chase Fisher started blenders by selling his beachy shades out of a backpack while doubling as a surf instructor in Pacific Beach. Unlike expensive big brand shades that you've probably lost or smashed in the past or left in your car rental when you were traveling, blenders are actually affordable. So you're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens, and we know it does happen. Blender's team is an in-house of designers that are constantly coming out with new styles, from orange polarized wraparounds, tortoiseshell frames with purple lenses, to classic gold arms on black lens. Blender's is also not limited to just sunglasses. You can get prescription glasses, readers, and blue lights, as well as a snow collection of goggles and different accessories. To score 15% off of your Blender's purchase, visit Blender's I wear.com and enter the promo code loved VIP. That's L O V E D V I P blenders. Eyewear.com use code loved VIP for 15% off of your blenders. Blenders are rocked with pride worldwide. Take a moment to answer this question. How are you feeling today? If the answer is anything less than great, it's time to learn more and demand better for your body. Take control of your health and well-being with an at-home lab test from EverlyWell. EverlyWell offers affordable at-home lab tests that give you trusted, physician-reviewed results. Choose from tests including food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, thyroid, and so much more. Here's how it works. EverlyWell ships your test straight to your door with everything needed for a simple sample collection. Return the test to a CLIA certified lab with a prepaid shipping label. Then your physician reviewed results and insights are sent to your device in just days. 
There's been over a million people who have trusted EverlyWell with their at-home lab testing. When I got my food sensitivity test back, I immediately began an elimination diet, and I feel so much better now that I know, and knowledge is power, my friends. So if this is something that you're interested in doing, EverlyWell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com forward slash loved. That's everlywell.com forward slash loved for 20% off of your at-home lab test. everlywell.com forward slash loved. So one of the things that really bothered me after being sick this summer and having the virus, I started shedding so much. I noticed that my hair was just coming out in clumps and it was really creating a huge level of stress. I was shedding so much. It didn't matter if I was brushing it or washing it or if I was just like taking my hair tie out. It was coming out so bad that I was looking to see what types of different wigs I could get because I felt like all of it was just bound to come out. Thankfully, I found pros to help stop the shedding cycle and grow my hair back. Pros specializes in custom hair care, and now they also make custom hair supplements that are personally tailored to address your specific cause of shedding. I have a lot of mom friends that talked about shedding after they had their babies. And I know a lot of the times this happens as a hormonal imbalance. There are so many things to take into account, like stress level, diet, and more. The result is customized supplements guaranteed to help you grow your hair thicker, longer, softer, and in record time. Pros is made clean, safe with natural ingredients, and the supplements you take are only two capsules per day. The first capsule strengthens and rebalances the scalp to reduce shedding and the second capsule helps to spark fuller, faster growth deep in the follicle. Better yet, pro supplements are free from drugs, synthetic fillers, and DHT hormones. So all formulas are gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. In fact, multiple studies show that over 90% of women taking pro's hair supplements saw less shedding, more growth, and improved overall appearance in just 90 days. And I'll tell you, I've been using it for the past 30 days and I can already start to see the new hair growth. If this is something that speaks to you, try your own hair supplements and you'll get 15% off. Get yours at pros.com forward slash loved. That's P-R-O-S-E.com forward slash loved for a free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off of custom hair supplements. That's pros.com forward slash loved. When it comes to skincare, you all have heard me talk about this countless times. It is the one thing that I am super careful about reading ingredients and seeing what goes on our biggest organ, our skin. Osea has been making products that do just that for over 25 years. When it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, and they're known for creating amazing body products like their famous Andaria Algae Body Oil, which is perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way that we take care of our faces. When I use the Andaria Algae Body Oil, it makes me feel super moisturized. I get that nice, healthy glow, and it 
makes me feel like I just left the spa. I know that some of you may be not as familiar with body oil as you are with just regular lotion over the years. You might be a little bit wary, but let me tell you, It is the best way to care for your skin, in my opinion. It soaks in easily, it's not greasy, and it has this sexy citrus smell that instantly makes me feel like I'm at the spa. The best part that all of Osea's products are clean, vegan, and cruelty-free. They're climate neutral. They're created with sustainably sourced seaweed and made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin, which is a huge plus. Osea is offering all of our listeners a special discount. You can get 10% off of your first order if you use the promo code LOVED. Just head over to oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. And orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to oseamalibu.com and use the promo code LOVED. Yeah, I like that. I think there's definitely some wisdom to be gleaned from that for sure. I also noticed that lately, I don't know how this happened. All the notifications on my phone have been reactivated or somehow... I have all of my notifications off. I don't have any notifications that alert me on my cell phone. I mean, only like email and text messages. And even the text messages ones go in silently. Mm-hmm. I don't have any you know, other things. But I did this update and all of a sudden, all of these apps are now notifying my phone. I don't know if something happened with the software update or what, but I've for the last three weeks, I've not changed it at all. It's one of those things that's on the list. Oh, right, I got to make sure. And you just don't think about it and whatever. But I noticed, I noticed it this morning when I was feeling like, wow, another thing to do or, oh, I forgot I got to do this. Oh, I got to cancel the subscription that keeps taking money out of my account every month. And I'm like, oh, right. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, these things add up and take time. I mean, just turning off your push notifications, number one, takes hours. I've I've sat down and actually dedicated time doing that before. And it's, they don't make it easy. No, it's kind of like each app has it kind of hidden in a different spot too. So it's not like, oh, I got this process down. I just... (laughs) It's not that easy. No, they definitely don't. So for me, any that's more vying for my attention, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. This notification, oh, you got to do this, you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to do this, and you have to do that. And it it just is, yeah, like those moments where you just want to hit the big pause button. If there was a big, huge button, your life button that you're just walking around and there's play, stop, pause, that you could just hit that pause button, even just for a minute and say, okay, hold on. Everybody needs to just take a moment. Usually what that tells me is you need to take a moment, step away, step away, ma'am, step away from the computer, step away from the phone. Tori will say this, or my little sister used to say this to me. She many years ago, like helped me set up my Facebook page. And she was kind of the admin of a couple of the little communities that we had built on Facebook. And 
I was getting very frustrated with her and like something that wasn't happening, not with her, but just with the setup and getting back to people. And she was working on this tiny little laptop. Like I couldn't see anything. And I was just trying to figure out, I'm like, how could you even see here? Like I can't even. And I was starting to do that ramping up energy of sort of lashing out. And she goes, ma'am, step away from the computer, please step away. And I love that. yeah, and I just lost it. I thought that was the funniest thing. And that broke up the sort of a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was at the top of that hill and man, I was starting to get some momentum coming down, building and building and building. And I just felt myself just not breathing. It's all in your chest. You're getting that frustration. Your shoulders are in your ears. And then somebody just says something funny and you're like, oh, (sighs) so nice. Okay. (laughs) Right. It's not that big of a deal. It's like, so not. I always go back to that place of nothing. Nothing is really that big of a deal. I always have to go into that morbid space of it could all end right now. Like I can, it could all literally end. I get hit by a car. Some news can change the course of my life. Anything can happen. And it just puts things back into perspective and Mm -hmm. reminds me of the important things. Like, especially right now that I'm getting frustrated, it's been a couple of months since having COVID and how quickly, man, I forgot all of the Mm -hmm. things after being sick and thinking, wow, just so, such a newfound appreciation of time and life and health. And I really value X, Y, and Z. And I want to make sure that I'm making time to spend with my friends. And then all of a sudden emails and work and work and more work and more work and more work. And then I realized, wow, where did that, where's that girl? Like, let's bring her back because she was nice and she was making sure she had time to, you know, watch the real housewives and, you know, whatever it was that she wanted to do, go for a little run, go for a walk around the block. She hasn't done that in like over a month, right? Oh, that was your daily ritual. I know. Hasn't done it. Gotta bring that back. Right. I so empathize with what you're saying. I was having a a near meltdown this morning, (laughs) not surprisingly, because I did not sleep last night. And so recently we know that I came back from Germany. And so after being back from vacation, just feeling rested, similar to you, Rosie, I felt like, ah, I can handle anything, bring it on. And then, and then the universe brought it on in a real way this week. And so I'm driving to Portland. I'm teaching in the studio again, which has its whole bag of issues, just being in the studio again. And traffic is insane. I drive from Vancouver to Portland and it should really only take me 20 minutes. And of course, invariably there's an accident or people forget how to drive in the rain. Anyways, traffic is insane. And so I start to feel myself. Here's what happens for me. I want to reach for my phone and that's so unsafe driving. And it's so not helpful because then the notifications come in and I'm like, oh, well, I have to call them, tell them I'm going to be late and blah, blah, blah. All these things go through my head. And I realized I wasn't listening to music. And so one of the things that soothes me more than anything in the world that will snap me out of any kind of tailspin is listening to music. I love music. 
And so I turned my Spotify playlist on. I started listening and I was like, okay, I'm just going to put my phone away. I'll get there when I get there. I'm not saving lives. What am I doing anyways? I'm showing up to hold space to create an environment where people can move and breathe and feel good in their bodies and exist with each other. Mm -hmm. So let's not go into that class and provide the energy of frenetic, crazy woman, right? (laughs) And so I'm really Uh, glad that I was able uh, to do that like 15 minutes into my drive. Yeah, what a great way to change your perspective there. I love that advice because I love music too. And you're right. I have music playing all day, all the time. We've got the Sonos going in the house. It's like Tori and I can't be in the house without constant music playing. And we change it up. You know, we'll play. I always love listening to some smooth, chill music. I'll listen. I'll put Billie Holiday playlist in, in the morning. I always like listening to something chill. And then the afternoon we might just change it up. And then usually in the evening, it's something a little bit more thievery corporation or something like massive attack or, you know, Mm -hmm. just something a little bit more chill. And I love that you're saying that because it's sort of just taking you away from wanting to fill that space and going into a place where you're actually allowing for a different kind of space. And you're allowing for the tuning in of more presence and relaxation as opposed to filling the void of time. Oh, you're at a... Tori used to do this and it freaked me out. Every stop we get, he'd get on his phone and he's like checking emails or doing texts. And inevitably it would kind of bleed over as we're driving until I had a meltdown and said, you cannot do that. Like while you're driving, you know, it's just, it's not safe. And And then he he's gotten a lot better about it since. But yeah, like driving for me, because maybe it's just growing up in LA and having a couple of fender benders, I don't do the phone thing at all. Mm-hmm. I, at all. You know, I have a bad, bad experiences. So I I like listening to music or I listen to a podcast or an audiobook. But I, you know, I don't spend a lot of time in the car these days. I'm not driving anywhere. But I like what you're saying about being mindful before you bec- you come to interact with other people. It's like, how many people actually think about that before? What's your energy like before you come and inevitably interrupt somebody else's space? Yeah. And especially in the environment of, you know, a nice, what's supposed to be a nice yoga class. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, as you're saying that, it reminded me of this incident that happened when I was, oh God, I don't want to talk shit about anybody. I'm not going to talk shit, but I'm I'm going to tell the story anyway. I was living in West Hollywood and I would drive out to Santa Monica to take class because all the big yoga teachers were teaching in Santa Monica and Venice. And so I would drive all the way out there. It's not even that far, but I guess respectively LA, everything's far that's on the West side. It takes you a long time to get there. And I get there to the studio and I'm pulling into the parking structure and there's a woman behind me and there's somebody pulling out right in front of me. So I want to take this person's spot. So I put my blinkers on and the person behind me is like honking. And I'm like, can you not see that I'm waiting here? My blinkers on, I'm waiting for this person to pull out. 
And I saw her reverse back very aggressively, pull around me, and rolls down her window and yells at me, pull forward or move forward or something of that nature. And I guess she was trying to get into the spot just two cars ahead, right? So it made sense, right? She What she was saying was honking for me to move to the next spot up mm-hmm. so that she can take the one I was waiting for. But I I wasn't paying attention, I guess. I wasn't you know, awake at 7 a.m. in the morning enough to see, you know, what was happening. And so very aggressive. You know, when somebody drives a certain way, you can tell their energy, like they're kind of jerking around. Mm -hmm. She comes out of her car and it's the teacher that I'm coming to her class. Oh my gosh. And big, big (laughs) yoga teacher. I'm not going to call her out, but yeah, I, and I proceeded to go to class and I was a little bit shook because obviously I, at that time was practicing a lot and I was, I don't know, I was probably like 27, 20, 26, 27 years old. And I just remember being in the back of class and just feeling so odd because this person essentially just yelled at me. And her not knowing if I was just a person visiting one of the other businesses on that strip or coming to her class, you know. So I just thought that's interesting what you're saying, because she did come in with that very frustrated energy and then proceeded to begin the class. You'll love this part by saying people in L.A. still don't know how to drive. Yes, She said this out loud, and I'm just like melting into my mat. Like, wow. Anyway, so I thought that was a really, really funny experience because I'm very mindful of that. I'm very mindful about my energy or interacting with people. And and even though I may falter, I'm human. I'm sure there's been situations in my 15 plus years of teaching where I've faltered in some way, but... I would hope that people would know themselves and others well enough to understand the bigger picture. And so I I have no ill will against said teacher. In fact, I still very much follow her and she's asked to be on the podcast several times. And I find it just kind of one of those things where it doesn't negate her work or what she's doing it was just a human moment. If anything, Mm -hmm. it just showed me, wow, like everybody's human. Sometimes you hurt people unintentionally and it's just very important to, yeah, like just be mindful of your energy, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe that's the wisdom. I love that wisdom. Also be kind with yourself when you fuck up and you're you're like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said that or... (laughs) I wish I would have done that. Be willing to, you know, say you're sorry to yourself or the other person. For sure. That is such nice wisdom. I do want to follow up and ask you what you were going to share about Wisdom Wednesday. You said you had a fun share. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you for closing that loop. I almost forgot. You're welcome. So one of my high school friends from back in the day send me a message via info at radicallylove.com and sends this 
really beautiful paragraph about how proud of me she is and how she's been listening to the podcast and she loves Wisdom Wednesday. And it seems like every week we're speaking directly to her. And I haven't seen or spoken with her since, yeah, since I graduated high school. I actually lived with her and her brothers for a short period of time right after graduating high school before I ended up moving to West Hollywood. And I just lost touch with her. She ended up moving to like Missouri with her mom and then ended up getting married and she's got a couple of kids now. And yeah, you know, you just kind of lose touch. And I, I think we're friends on Facebook, but I never, ever go on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook. I rarely go on there since 2016. So for a very long time, it's I just refuse to go on a platform that I don't necessarily agree with ethics, whatever. But so I just hadn't been there. So I imagine she listened to the invitation to share. And I just thought that was really sweet. I wanted to share that here and and say thanks, Mandy, for the note. And um, yeah, we're just uh, we love doing this. And, and I just, I love hearing that. I love to be able to, you know, provide this content and, and be able to share it with somebody who I love and care about and is a part of the radically loved family here, Tessa. And yeah, I mean, I hope that we can continue to do this. Uh, and the way that we continue to do this is by having sponsors this allows us to have free content for all of you. So just a little reminder to check our sponsors out, check out any of the offerings, any of the people we work with, supporting them helps support us. So yeah, if you want to help us or support us in any way, we don't ask for anything other than support the people we work with. So that being said, I think that's it. I think this is it for our Wisdom Wednesday for the day. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Oh, I just so I love what Mandy said and this idea that you just never know who you're reaching or who you're touching with whatever it is that you're sharing with the world. There's been so many times when throughout teaching, in particular yoga, I'm like, is this landing with anyone? Is this resonating? And then you know, you'll get like a sweet note unsolicited months or years later. And it's like, oh, it is a value. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I echo exactly what you said. I feel the same way. So everybody, thank you so much for being here and for supporting us. We look forward to being back Friday. I always say that that way. That's fine. And We'll be back for another Wisdom Wednesday next week. And hopefully we have our first guest on the podcast, listener guest who emailed us about a topic that they wanted to discuss. So we're excited to be sharing that with all of you here. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.